Hello and welcome to episode number two of the I Don't Trust My Careers Advisor podcast. I've had a bit of a mad week this week, so I haven't managed to get a guest to interview. Therefore, I thought I'd talk a bit about jobs that I'd had, because I've had quite a few for someone of my age, (laughs) as I realised this morning. Um, So, yes, my week this week, my provisional driving licence came, which was really exciting because I've been waiting a long time for that. So hopefully that'll mean a bit more independence and make it a bit easier for me to get around. I also managed to spend an evening in A&E, having dropped a weight on my foot in the gym which wasn't ideal. Um, <laughs> on reflection, maybe I should have squeezed in a quick interview with an A&E doctor, but at the time, that really wasn't at the top of my priorities list. Luckily, it's not broken, so I'm all on the mend now. So I've had probably three proper, well, maybe four proper jobs um, throughout my life, so since I was about 13. My very first job actually came out of my DV volunteering. Um, so I was a competitive swimmer for a long time, until from when I was really little until I was about 15, I'd say. So for my DV volunteering, I worked as a swimming teacher for babies. So they were three months old to three years old. Um, and it was very cute and it was in a nice little warm hydrotherapy pool because I tried teaching older kids, but that really didn't suit me because the pool was like well by the time you got out you're like this pool is minus three and I just needs to have a bowl of soup and get on with my life now so yeah I taught babies on a Saturday morning in a nice little warm pool and their parents were often in the pool or at least on poolside so on one hand that adds a lot of pressure but because obviously you're, you, you know, you're given the responsibility of their child and you're teaching them to swim and sometimes you're doing things like dunking them under the water, which is fine for the children. And, you know, that's how they learn. That's how they learn to swim. But the parents do occasionally freak out about that. Um, but it was really nice to see them progress because they're so little, they learn so quickly and just things like kicking their legs and one week they can do it and, well, one week they can't do it and the next week they can do it really well and they're sort of propelling themselves across the pool with a little waddle which yeah it happens really quickly and it's really nice to see and it's really rewarding um I also liked it because obviously you don't really get to know the children by talking to them at that age but you do get to know the parents and it was nice to see them become more confident in the water with their children and um them trust you and them get to know you because I like getting to know people um yeah so I think that job really helped me work on my communication skills which set me up for my other jobs eventually though doing that job you do get sick of the nursery rhymes that you have to sing as you so you'd stand in the circle in a pool and you'd have these songs and be like I don't know ring a ring of roses or whatever but with at various points this in the song you'd splash the children or dunk them under the water so the actions and the little funny dances it was it was slightly slightly tedious after several months um so I ended up stopping being a swimming teacher because I stopped competitive swimming um no like you know hard feelings towards the club but I left the club so it didn't really make sense for me to carry on carry on teaching my next job was completely different (laughs) I went into hospitality industry so I wasn't you you know your classic waitress that probably would have been easier, but I like to challenge myself. So 
we were, I was working in a, it was a restaurant and a tapas bar and a pizza bar and also a burger takeout. And they also had a takeout food kiosk in a park. <laughs> Children again. <laughs> so my roles started off being a barista and cook and serving customers in the little kiosk in the park. Serving customers, I really enjoyed. You got to know them. Being a barista, I really enjoyed. I Making coffees and using the milk frother, it makes you feel like such a professional. And I now know the difference between a cappuccino and a latte. So, I mean, I think that that gives me a, a strong future. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I loved making coffees. Being a barista was my favourite thing. So that was a real skill I got out of that because that's obviously applicable to a lot of, well, obviously being a barista, but there's a lot of barista jobs around, so that could be really helpful in the future. Um, so yeah, once again, communication skills. I was also a cook, um, so I'd fry burgers, I'd fry chips, I'd make cheesy chips. My cheesy chips were actually quite renowned, like they were popular. Um, my cappuccinos were also very good, if I do say so myself. Um, but it was, there was great company, like it was always a really good atmosphere and we were busy non-stop. So you'd be on your feet from eight till five or eight till six. Um, you had to clean up. We didn't really get breaks, which wasn't great, but you know, it worked <laughs> and we got paid very well. And the company I worked for were really nice in terms of that they'd delegate quite a lot of responsibility to quite young people and pay us really well. So it was, yeah, it was a really good experience and but I wouldn't recommend it if you don't want to be on your feet all day. <laughs> it was it was hard work. I'd get in the car to go home and I'd be absolutely exhausted, but also wired because you have your brain has to be turned on all day and you're thinking about 10 things at once and doing 10 things at once. Like you're frothing milk and you're pouring espresso and you're trying to serve a customer and you're trying to remember what their order was. It, it's, there's a lot going on. My next role within that company was... Um, to move into the tapas kitchen so this is obviously a completely different kind of cooking it was much more refined than my cheesy chips <laughs> and that was evening work so I'd start shifts at five um, in the evening and work till at first it was nine but as I turned 16 it became till 11 which was quite intense um, and didn't really suit me as well because I'm not I'm not really an evening person. I, I do quite like to be tucked up in bed on a Friday night by about nine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was it was a really good experience. And again, more great skills. So that was a completely different role to working in the cabin. So I was able to do a mix of those two for quite a while. Um, I would say it's really important to think about like if you're getting a Saturday job or a Saturday evening job or whatever, you will, you will have to sacrifice your sac Saturdays going out with friends or your Saturday evenings going out with friends or going out for meals or whatever. So if that's something you really enjoy and if that's your main, you know, social thing, it is, it is a consideration because, you know, we were in school all week. Do you want to spend your weekends working? I didn't mind. I quite enjoyed it. Um, but at the same time, I don't really do like activities after school. So I was able to see friends and things like that after school. My next and favorite job <laughs> was working at a surf school. So I love surfing and I honestly, I could surf all day, every day for about 10 years. Like when, when we lived by the beach, you'd have to, to well, 
yeah, it used to take a long time for my mum to get me out of the sea. So I worked at the surf school that I was learning at. Um, and for the first couple of years, this was this was working, sort of renting out wetsuits, renting out boards, booking lessons, just helping out around the place, rinsing wetsuits. That's a lovely job. Um, but I was at the beach all day and I was able to surf on my lunch breaks and I had a lovely boss because he was my surf instructor. So we had a really good relationship and it was always such a laugh. And my best friend worked there as well. So we, yeah, we thrived. It was fab. That was, it is the best way to spend a summer. Um, the couple of years when I turned 16, I was able to actually qualify as a surfing instructor, um, which is awesome. It's such an awesome feeling. So not only can you enjoy surfing, but you can help other people enjoy surfing. And that, that made me feel really like just awesome. So once again, you're spending all day, every day in the summer at the beach, <laughs> which definitely top upside the tan. Um, my nose did peel off by the end of the summer consistently, every summer. <laughs> but it, it, you know, it worked. The only downside I would say is the qualifications for that are quite expensive. It was an investment. So you have to do your surfing instructor qualification and also your beach lifeguarding qualification. But the beach lifeguarding qualification is um, uh, eligible in both the UK and also Australia and New Zealand. So if you were to go down the beach lifeguarding route, which a lot of my friends did, the lazy ones, because <laughs> that does involve quite a lot of sitting around staring at the sea, you could do seasons in Australia or New Zealand. So that gives you such a lot of opportunities to travel and earn money and not having to worry about finding bar work and things like that. Um. Every day you are in the sea, you're moving around, you're surfing, you're swimming, you're chasing children or adults, depending on how good they are. Um, <laughs> um, you know, it's very physical. It's a very physical job. And by the end of the day, you're shattered. And by the end of the summer, you need a holiday. <laughs> but I loved it. I would happily do that every day for the rest of my life. It's a brilliant, brilliant job. So that's my sort of working experience. At the moment, I'm training to be a personal trainer, which I'm really enjoying and I'm really excited about because like surfing is one of my passions. Fitness, going to the gym, going running. I love, I love that so much. So again, to help other people find the benefits that I get from exercise and from sports will be a real honour and I'm really looking forward to it. So I hope that was relatively interesting given that it was just about me <laughs> but when looking for a jobs as a teen it is really important that you just go and ask in person like you've got to show your face and make sure they get to know you and make sure that your communication skills are good you're good with people that's that's what they're looking for because you know we we're not expected to have major skill sets at our age um, it should you know they're more interested in your personality so yeah think about how you'll get your social life um impacted by having a job and also just smile like smile as much as you can so hopefully we'll have a proper guest next week but i'll talk to you next week thank you